Stand on the bar, stomp your feet, start clapping. Got a real good feeling, something bad about to happen. Helmets and Heels, brought to you by Underwood Jewelers on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Here's Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, and Blythe Brumley. Oh, something bad. Well, ladies, some weeks it seems like I haven't seen y'all in forever. And this week it seems like we just saw each other because the week went by so fast for me. The weekend I had so much going on. I know we had one spark in town. I only checked that out one night, but that was a blast for me. We're going to hear all about that event for you, Blythe. Demurf, what have you been up to? We had Disney on Ice in town. That's Ooh. what we had. And yes, how was I, it? We actually went out in Jacksonville for a change. <laughs> Don't do that very often with the two-year-old. Two yeah. Uh, yeah, for the first time seeing, um, you know, he, he's more, parents will understand, he's more into Disney Junior than Disney itself. Because Disney Junior has, you know, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, the Henry Huggle Monster, stuff like that, Handy Manny. But princesses <laughs> and stuff, he's, uh, you know, he's, he hasn't learned that right well yet. But uh, so they all came out at once. It was like Beauty and the Beast and, you know, them right off the bat. And yeah, he was not happy. <laughs> not a happy camper. But we worked through it. We tried and we wanted to see what kind of a tough kid we could raise. And once Mickey came out, he was all fine. Did your husband enjoy it? Yeah, we actually had a good time. You know, Marcel over at CW helped us out. You know, they got hooked us up with some tickets. and Very nice. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we'll go. Why not? Let's try it. And my husband seemed to be more excited. I go, hey, I got tickets for Disney on Ice. He's like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Um, But it was great. It was fun. Good. It was a good show. Excellent. Well, we, of course, have weekend stories to share with you. That's kind of how we always kick off the show on Helmets and Heels. So, Blythe, One Spark is one of your favorite things in Jacksonville. Tell us all about it. It is. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I just rave about One Spark, you know, weeks before leading up to the event and the entire event. I was out there nearly every day. Um, It's just a really great community atmosphere where it's not just Jacksonville businesses, but it's also businesses from all over the country, sometimes out of this country in Canada and and other parts of the world where they come here and they they get sort of an elevator speech for you to you you essentially go downtown and you're walking around the events completely free. It's it's in the heart of downtown right beside uh, Hemming Plaza. They block off a, a few city streets and. You can walk around and you can hear about people's different businesses. They have an entire food truck line where it's, you know, the best food trucks, you know, Happy Grilled Cheese and Up in Smoke and Funkadelic. All those guys are all out there. Um, musical acts. There's sometimes, you know, four and five musical acts going on at the same time. It's an all-day event and then it goes throughout the night. So, I mean, it's it's exhausting being out there every day, <laughs> but it is a lot of fun. And it's really the a way that you can really appreciate a lot of the culture that Jacksonville has to offer. And it's it just puts a, it shines a light on our beautiful downtown. Like I, I was just so bummed that I'm not going to be living downtown anymore. And I'm walking around, I'm looking at all these buildings that I want to be staying in. And, you know, eventually whenever the shipyards get gets completed uh, maybe that dream will become a reality but for the rest of it i mean one spark is just if you haven't gone you have to go make it a point to go next year i totally agree let me ask you a question did you partake in the happy grilled cheese oh yeah of course (laughs) you say that because the article i sent you with you know people that eat grilled cheese are better people and have more sex apparently and the yeah the title of that email sent from donna was this is why i'm so awesome (laughs) (laughs) I loved that email. I love grilled Um, cheese. 
So it, in addition to going to Winspark, um, I did a couple other things to this weekend, but I'm so glad that you mentioned shining a light on downtown and it reminded me that I do have a tale from the toilet for this week's nice. show. I'm having a feeling that this is going to happen to me more and more often, but that I'm going to be the one with these stories apparently, but... So at One Spark, there's not a whole lot of public restrooms, and a friend of mine lives in a building downtown. So my friends told me, just walk in, act like you live there. I knew where the bathroom was, and exit. Well, I get to almost to the bathroom, and a cop kind of follows me in and says, excuse me, do you live here? And I wanted to be honest, so I said, no, but one of my best friends lives, and I gave him the, the number. So he said, Okay. And I could tell that there was these two people that were sitting at a table and they were the ones that had pointed me out. And their entire evening was spent sitting at that table pointing out who lives in the building and who doesn't. Oh, so God. anyway, I go, I think, all right, let's, you know, move on. We're about to go walk around. And I get to almost the front door and I thought someone behind me was saying bluegrass. And so I kept walking. And then finally I realized he's yelling blue dress, blue dress. And it's another cop. <laughs> and so I turn around. And I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, if you don't live in this building, you can't use that restroom. And I said, I'm sorry, I have a friend that lives here. Well, you can't use that restroom without your friend. And so I was like, okay, you know, I promise not to again. I, I'll just, you know, make my merry way. And he's like, fine. And I like your dress. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I, I guess I can live with that. But, uh, but yeah, so. I mean, was what uh, hotel, the whatever the place was, did they hire these people to do that? They did, okay. yes. Oh, and wow. I assume they I thought they were every just year. cranky, bitter people. Right. No. That's what it kind of sounded like. Yeah. Well, the two people at the table were not hired, but the, yeah, the police about. officers were hired oh. to maintain order in the building. It was, yeah, it was wild, but... Go outside, partake in one spark right? a little bit rather than being cranky. One That's spark. what I was thinking. They're, they're taking one spark totally different, man. <laughs> they, they are. They really hate it. They hate right? it this time of the year. And I didn't have quite the same one spark experience that I had wanted to because right when I got there, it started pouring down rain. Oh. But... I kind of got lucky in the fact that we walked in the little winery down on Adams Street, and one of my parents' friends sells wine through them. So he had us sit down, and we did a wine tasting, and everywhere I go, it just seems to kind of work out like that. So I had a blast there. And then I did the barbecue judging contest on yeah. Saturday. I cannot tell you how fabulous that was. So I mentioned one spark a couple times to my table mates, I guess you'll call them. And I sat across from Jaguar Center, Luke Boenko. And finally he says, I'm sorry, what is this one spark you keep mentioning? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that, you know, everybody kind of knew it's this thing. But, um, but yeah, I taught him how to judge certain meats and things like that. It was, we had a really good <laughs> You had to really teach high. him how to do it. Well, not, I shouldn't say I taught him. I had to help him fill out a scorecard a little bit. You're only supposed to give 110 per the type of uh, category. So 110 for texture, 110 for tenderness, or sorry, 110 for appearance and 110 for flavor, right? Yeah. And so on his first scorecard, he didn't put any 10s. He put like 9.5s. And so anyway, I just kind of had to help him, guide him through the process. Did but he not, we had a good time. you had to put a 10? Yes, you had to give at least 110 per those categories. And then depending on the type of meat, our chicken, we had five different contestants. Our ribs, we had five different ones, which, by the way, I ate every piece of every bite of every rib. And then the last category is the pulled pork. And so I had six of those to now judge. I'm hungry. 
say, yeah, I sorry feel about like that. that scoring is rigged. Why would you have to put a 10 if you well, don't think it's Well, you have to because that, I guess, leads to the, the proper scoring system for them to be able to award because there are actually awards at the end, which I didn't make it to the awards because I was hurrying to get to the Clay County Fair to, of course, go see Rick Ballou and, more importantly, <laughs> Sam Hunt, who, for those that don't know, is a sort of country. He's labeled country, but he's not really country if you listen to him. But he's fantastic. It was an amazing concert. I highly recommend concerts at the Clay County Fair uh, in general. But moving on from our weekend, we have a really fun topic to talk about when we come back. And I find it absolutely fascinating. The tracking that goes on in the NFL for players that are about to be drafted and especially how it would affect and how it did affect One, Justin Blackman, who should sound pretty familiar for Jaguar fans, at least older Jaguar fans. I suppose if you just joined the bandwagon in the last few months, you may not actually know who Justin Blackman is, but you will eventually. He'll eventually come back to our team. We also have a fun topic about involving Ronda Rousey, and I'm not even going to say more than that because the topic will speak for itself, but uh, thanks for tuning in. Helmets and Heels on 10 to next on 92.5 FM. Snapbacks, Levi jeans, PBR and Mercedes. You're listening to Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Ready ice, trunk music and headlight fights. So this is Sam Hunt. I love Sam Hunt. You cannot tell. Sam Hunt actually played football in college. Two years at one school, two years at another school. He, uh, he told us the concert that he wrote this song about his hometown, Cedartown, in Georgia. And just as, as he mentions in the first segment of the, or the first uh, verse of the song, PBRs. I love PBR, by the way. Yes, Isn't it that. great? What? I love that. I, part I'm of the song. not a big drinker. What is PBR? PBR is a beer. Paps Blue Ribbon Beer. Okay. Yes. It's a cheap it's, beer. It's a like, cheap beer. It's also very American. It's gotcha. red, white, and blue. It's fantastic. All right. As, as much as I love Savon, I could just go on forever. <laughs> I really wanted to be able to meet him, and I was quite jealous that some of the Jaguar players got to meet him. But at the same time, I wondered, who's more famous in that, Sam Hunt or Blake Bortles? It would, that would be an interesting mm. uh, poll. That they look could be a taken. lot alike. They do kind of look alike. Yeah, you're right. Both, <laughs> both look like they play football, <laughs> quarterback to be specific. All right, ladies, tracking Blag, I want you to tell us about this NFL tracking story that you wrote on Guys Girl. Okay. Which, by the way, I love the picture you put on there with Taylor. <laughs> oh, she looks so crazy. psycho. Oh, she looks psycho. I loved that she kind of turned around. This is a little, you know, off subject, whatever. But I loved how she kind of turned around, you know, oh, don't date Taylor Swift because as soon as you guys break up, she's going to write a song about you. And so she makes this blank space video. It just plays on all of the craziness. She's hitting a car with a golf club and mascara eyes and ah. But anyways, she's crazy. Love T-Swift. Yeah, who who doesn't? But anyways, back to this uh, tracking story. Apparently, you know, it made news a few months back. A lot of Jaguar fans may remember when um, the Bucks GM, the former GM, came out and said that they had sent scouts into a certain bar in Oklahoma City where Justin Blackman would frequent, or rumors are that he frequented a lot. And what they would do is they would see how many times he came in, how long he would stay, 
and how many drinks he would have. And so they sort of set it up to where if it was too much for their comfort zone, they took him off the board. And the Jaguars in that draft ended up drafting up with the Bucks, or ended up trading up in the draft in order to get Justin Blackman. So it was just kind of interesting how the Tampa Bay Bucks went out of their way to scout a player. And they, and whenever he's sort of recapping it now, he talks about how he had scouts that would go and talk to players uh, probably the you know the sixth grade teachers or fifth grade teachers they would go that young and talk to their classmates talk to their teachers and figure out just exactly what kind of player this guy was and they found out enough information about Justin Blackman that they took him off their board so i thought it was really fascinating that a lot of these tracking not just the the people who are doing the private investigators who are doing the tracking but also these apps that are out there too so it kind of got me to sort of gauge the question have you guys ever been tracked have you guys ever been in that situation and what would you do if you found out you were getting tracked like that if if someone had put an app on my phone to track where i was going and who i was talking to I would be furious and then depending on, I guess, the level of the relationship, I would either break it off if it was early on or I suppose if it was very serious, you know, I'd have to have long conversations before I was able to trust the person because that clearly shows that they don't trust me. And there's nothing worse in a relationship than to not be able to trust the other person. So I I applaud the NFL scouts and the entire organization for putting that much into it because these players are going to make or break their franchises in certain cases. And obviously, look what happened with Justin Blackman, and hopefully he's doing really well and he's going to be able to make it back. But had the Jaguars had a scout in the bar, which, by the way, it doesn't sound like a horrible job. Right. <laughs> I got to go to the bar every day and just watch people. That's kind of my life. <laughs> Not every day, obviously. But, um, but so, yeah, the app, I would never put the app on someone else's phone either because that's showing that I don't trust them. And if you don't trust them, then I'll be with them. It, if you notice, if you ever go to a restaurant, a bar, you can watch the people who are a little bit shady because they will turn their phone down. And the only times I think that's completely appropriate. Mean, like volume down or No, face they'll down? put their phone face down. Thank you for clarifying. And I think the only time that's slightly appropriate is if you're one of those people who gets on a group text and your phone's going crazy or something like that. But for the most part, if you have your phone out, then everyone should be able to pretty much see who's texting you, who's calling you. Otherwise, put it away. So to me, it's always interesting if the person, if you watch, the person put their phone down. See, you know, see if they look a little shady when they pick that phone back up. If you are out at dinner, you shouldn't have your phone Amen out. to that. Yep. Um, I know that uh, my one brother, his, his kids are old enough to have phones, and they do not allow them at dinner time. Not allowed. Never. So every, all electronics go away, and that's exactly how... God, it's sad. That's well, how I have to be now. <laughs> there's, there's a few people that actually came back. I mean, th- this is not what I think, but they said, you know, if you have nothing to hide, what are you scared of as far as like putting, you know, an app on somebody else's phone? Because during that particular segment of where we got the story is from uh, the Colin Cowherd show, a caller called in and said his wife had put the app on his phone without him knowing. And so she would call throughout the day and say, oh, oh, well, how is so-and-so? And he was like, well, dang, how did she know that I'd talked to her today? I haven't talked to her in months. She must be really on top of her game. And he sounded like he was in, he said he was impressed by it. And I just, I, I find that so, 
I guess fascinating is the right word because I would be furious if somebody had put something like that on my phone. But then there's another app that couples can put together. Like you sign up together and you put it on each of your phones and you can check not just the, the GPS location of where you're at and where you go, but you can check phone calls, text messages, and Facebook messages. And you can see everything. I could see where this would be good for parents doing yes. it for their kids. That's where I think that's probably about it. Um, <laughs> I have a story about it, but this goes back in the day of flip phones. There was no apps. <laughs> that was uh, apps was appetizers, you know, uh, back in high school. And my then boyfriend would call me and be like, so I know who you were with last night, which of course, um, 15. I'm not with anybody. I was at dance. You're with your parents. Yeah, I was at dance or I was with my parents. I go, what are you talking about? And little did I know, little naive myself, he was out with somebody different each night. So I, I remember getting you. Yeah, probably. I remember getting phone calls all the time. Well, I know who you were with. I wasn't with anybody. What are you talking about? That strictly was annoying. And so he would have clearly put apps all over my phone. I'm sure. So I'm happy. Well, by the way, I said something to a a 13-year-old today about phones. I said, well, when I was your age, there weren't such a thing as cell phones. And she goes, not even flip phones, (laughs) as if those were archaic and ancient. Do they even know what Zach Morris phones are? Would they know what what that is? I Completely doubt. Probably it. not. They are making a comeback, though. I have Zach seen Morris. Ad- I've seen advertisements where you can have that as your legit phone. How big of a purse do you need to carry that? Who, whoever buys that, they're just buying it for a novelty. I would hacker imagine. will buy that. Hacker will buy that. <laughs> There's some people though that like the simplicity of of a flip phone. My dad for forever. He would always ask us to Google things. We'll look up the score to this and, you know, let me watch the game on this. And it's like, no, get your own smartphone. He's like, oh, well, I like my flip phone. You no. need to tell him. Flip phones no. now are for yes. the sketchies, for the drug dealers, for people that are, you know, on Sons of Anarchy. That's what the flip phones are for. Well, so here's a question for you, ladies. If, uh, if you found out the app was on your phone, would you turn violent at all? Well, that's no. a long pause. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I kind of have the, you know, my if you really want to see my phone, go ahead and check it because I have nothing to hide. But I kind of come from the, the old adage that if you go looking for trouble, you're going to find it. And you can twist texts and words into ways, you know, so you might tell a, fr- a good friend, oh, I miss you. And somebody might, else might read that as, oh, they must like them or they must be in love with them. And that simply might not be the case. Um, I would have some questions about the legitimacy of the relationship if somebody put that on my phone. Uh, I, I'd have a problem with it. But at the same time, like I, I don't really have anything to hide in that regard, so it's sure. kind of I don't know. It's it's playing both sides. Like, what are you what are you expecting to find? Right. Well, the person that I have in mind, a certain Ronda Rousey, I think <laughs> probably would get a little violent if her boyfriend put that app on her phone. Her new book is out, and Walmart won't sell it because they are claiming that it's too violent. Yet Walmart will sell things like video games that have tons of murder and destruction in them and and guns and certain things like that. But one of my most favorite things about Ronda Rousey, I love MMA, by the way. I don't watch it as much anymore. I used to watch it all the time. But I love the pure athleticism that it takes in order to be one of those athletes. I think it's by far the hardest sport um, of any of them to be able to compete in. And so I really, truly admire Ronda Rousey. And obviously, she's the best and at the top of the game of all 
of the female MMA fighters. And there's been talks about her fighting males and we aren't going to go into that. But the thing that I love about her is she came out a couple years ago and said that the, one of the ways she trains and it is just the one that works for her really well is to have a lot of sex right before a fight because it boosts her testosterone. <laughs> so she figured that out about herself. And it led me to wonder if there's one activity in our lives that would require more testosterone or that we would want more testosterone for, what would it be? And now I'm going to make you ladies think long and hard about it. I I was wondering about things like (laughs) a round of golf where typically that's a male-dominated sport. Not as much anymore, but something like that. Donna? But d- does it give her more aggression? Is that yeah? It, I so it gives I her think more certainly testosterone. right because they kind of say on the other side that males shouldn't have sex before an athletic event because it releases their testosterone. So it's kind of <laughs> I, it, I don't know if it's science or not, sides. or if she just came up with it. I don't. Maybe it just works for her. I mean, athletes are known for their pregame rituals, so maybe it just works for her. I don't personally. I don't need any more aggression in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a lot of things that are you know male oriented and a lot of testosterone. So I don't really need any more. See, I would say negotiation. If I had to negotiate oh. with someone, I would probably need a little bit more aggression because that's, I tend to kind point. of be a little too laid back in certain circumstances, and I don't ask kind of the hard hitting questions. I, I I can't think of one. I really can't think of one. I am. You're such a dude already. Because I, no. <laughs> I'm not a dude. Well, I, I think just, we're we're all kind of similar in that we make a lot of decisions throughout the day. And me personally, like when I come home, I like to hand the reins off to you know that it's a little traditional, but I like to hand the reins off to the male of the household and the head of the household. I believe in that traditional sense. Um, but at the same time, like I don't. It, it still doesn't take away from this, the decisions that I make during the day. So maybe I, it's kind of an on-off switch. And maybe it kind of is for Rhonda, too. Like, I love cleaning. <laughs> but I clean better when I'm angry. So I don't think that sex would necessarily help me in that realm. <laughs> then you well, would clean, probably. I guess it depends. No, that would clean. So. I guess it depends on the, the impetus behind the sex. Like, I, if it, maybe if it was... Maybe if we're going Laughing. Fifty Shades of Grey or something on here, I don't then you're worn out. I mean, aren't you wore out? <laughs> you would think so. That's why it, it it baffles me that she she does this. You're one of the only people I know that could actually say that phrase. I love cleaning. I do. I love cleaning. That's just so maybe whenever you, next time you clean, you should have sex beforehand. <laughs> Not then clean. You'll have the aggression and more testosterone to get rid of the stains faster. No, I get angry if. No, I don't get angry with that. That's weird. That's a very. I'd like to know the science behind her thinking with this, how her body works that way. Yeah, is it just her or is it science behind it? I don't know. I'm going to go with that she is a beast yes. and probably doesn't need that much I am aggression, interested. but probably really enjoys the having the sex before and having a reason I'm interested to, in her to put book, on it. Though. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to have you. I know I can't get it at Walmart. Fools. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies. Something that uh, that we've talked about before, and I'm really curious to see what comes out of this topic, is annoying things that fans wear to sporting events. Ah. There are there are so many. And I know the two of Johnny Manziel jersey. (laughs) I know the two of you are going to have some fiercely passionate uh, opinions on this one. So we will get to that when we come back. And also a little bit more of a serious topic 
that we'll get to as well involving courage. So you are listening to Helmets and Heels on Tencent XL 92.5 FM. Helmets and Heels on 1010XL 92.5 FM. They roll the sidewalks in this town all up after the sun goes down. And say nothing good happens here when midnight rolls around. Oh, he's just so good. I let this song play. I know. This is uh, this is his first hit. So Sam Hunt just started headlining tours. He was an opening act for a long time. So at his concert, he was able to then do a few songs that he doesn't normally do. We got Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter. Oh yeah. We got we got Fancy by Reeve McIntyre. We got uh, Say My Name. By Destiny's okay. Child. Yeah, Destiny's Child. We got. Yes, he is. That's He's so talented Wasn't and he a musically inclined. For forever for yes. top artists yes. before he actually started singing himself. All correct. Yes, he wrote uh, Cop Car, which is out right now uh, by Keith Urban. He wrote, um, what is it, something Friday Night by Billy Currington. We Are Tonight by Billy Currington. And he wrote Come Over, Kenny Chesney, all sorts. Oh. Of really good stuff. He's yeah, he's a phenomenal songwriter. The album he has right now, Montevallo. I sound like I'm some sort of like PR person for right? Sam Hunt. I'm not. I'm Do you just watch a Nashville? fan. I don't. I don't. I don't watch anything on TV except sports. Do you watch Nashville? I do not, but I have the soundtrack, and the soundtrack's great. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to country music, and I'm the only one here that listen, that watches Nashville. I'm, I'm a binge watcher as far as TV is concerned. I, I will DVR, and if it's not on my DVR and it's not Sports Center, I'm not watching it. Surprise! Until it comes out on Netflix. Surprise at you, Lauren. I don't sit still well. I think that's pretty evident. Um, Surprise. Yeah, exactly, right? Put so a treadmill in your house. That would help, actually. That Well, right now my house is all torn apart because there was a flood a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm spending as little time as at home right now anyway, which is not fun for the Black Lab um, that's at home. But that's okay. He gets to go to doggy daycare very often. All right. Annoying things that fans wear to sporting events. You have all been in the stands, you've all looked around, and you've all pointed at someone and then whispered if they were close, or if you've had too many drinks, you probably yelled it and they probably heard you and turned around. But what are some of those things for you, Blythe? For me, I would have to say heels, because what are you thinking? (laughs) How do you tailgate in heels? I I, I do have a girlfriend that I spoke to over the weekend, and she said that if she's going to, if she's not tailgating in the parking lot and going to a Jaguars game, she will wear wedges to a game. And I'm like, you're insane. You're going to get your feet all dirty. You're going to be walking around and hopefully cheering and standing for a long period of time. It's going to be an hour before you start complaining about how how bad your feet hurt. Why would you even put that on yourself? I will say wedges are different than heels. But I agree with you. Yes. I, wedges, the one thing I will say that's a positive for wedges is if it is a little dirty, at least you're not, you're not in flip-flops, so at least the dirt's not all over your feet. But by the time you walk to the stadium and then, like you said, by stand up and then walk around the stadium because you never sit in one place the entire right. time, then, right, your feet hurt. And then you become that annoying girl who's saying, my feet hurt. Exactly. Then you're a stereotype. All right, Donna, what you got? I have two. Let's do it. Um, babies. <laughs> you know you're you carrying wear, yeah you can oh, wear your so. baby babies babies don't belong at any sporting event they're babies <laughs> and two and how do you classify babies under the age of two that, if they're gonna be born, i would definitely probably say under the age, age of, one. of one okay but 
my preference, you know, I still haven't brought my son to a game yet. Okay. You can't sit still. He's not going to pay attention. Why are you right. bringing him? Right. You know, you're not paying attention. Anyway. Um, and then two, a jersey of a team that's not playing. <laughs> what if that one drives a me crazy. huge sports fan? And no. just because I've I've done it before where I've gone to a game and I've worn another team jersey just because <laughs> Donna will fight you. Not a jersey, but a shirt. <laughs> just because I wanna especially the Jaguars in particular, I went to another football game, I think it was the bowl game that was here on New Year's Day. I didn't care about the two teams playing, so I wore a Jaguar shirt. And Does I, that count if it's out of the out of the league in which the teams are playing? Because that would have been NCAA worse. and then you're going pro? What do you think? Judge. I mean, that's my Judgment. preference. I just think, you know, whenever whenever we're watching, say, Red Sox, Orioles, and I see Yankees in the jersey, in the stands, I'm like, why? Why? What is the point of that? But, of course, it's Yankees, so that makes me mad. Right. But I just think it's ridiculous. I, think I it's- had a, another friend that is, he's a huge Eagles fan, and he would go to the Jaguar games wearing his Eagles jersey. And he was like, I buy tickets just because I want to see an NFL team in action. He's like, but I'm not going to wear another team's jersey. He's like, I'm going to wear my favorite team's jersey, but I'm still going to go and watch it because it's an NFL game. I said, well, eh. I don't like it. Eh. Nope. I don't know if it's a good enough excuse, but it's an excuse. Then go to a sports bar. I appreciate him going to the Jags games, but what why do you have to wear? Why? So what about bedazzled things? No. <laughs> I knew how you felt no. on that. No. Donna? I, I mean, it doesn't bother me like it bothers Blythe. What? But only if it's a, a, over the top. Victoria's Secrets makes a hat yes. that is sequins all, and it's not just a little, you know, the logo or whatever. It's all over. Yeah. If I'm sitting next to that person, yeah. I'm furious because <laughs> I can't see anything because I'm blind. Oh, I'm sorry. I spilled beer on your hat. Oh, oh you have to take it off now. Spill glue on it or something to get the light <laughs> off. I am not a huge fan of, and I, and I get why people do this, but I personally don't like it. If the player once played for your team but is now playing on a team currently, then I just I think you put that jersey away until they're done and then you can bring it back out. I just don't like if let's say someone wears a Cecil Shorts jersey this coming year. I love Cecil to death, love his wife, love his kids. But right now he's not a Jaguar. So just put that away until he retires from the game and then bring it back out. But I get why people do it. And I'm not going to say that it's the worst thing in the world because those jerseys are expensive. Right. So I, I do understand it, but I, I, I don't like it. I agree. I mean, I gave up buying my jerseys because every time I'd buy one, they either get hurt <laughs> or they retire. I'm like, I have you, five yeah. jerseys and they're all like. As a Patriots Bru- fan, you guys get rid of yeah. everybody. I had Ty Law. I had Brewski. And I'm like. Hell with this. I'm done. No more. <laughs> what about the Tebow Bronco jerseys oh, from a few years back? That infuriated me. I can understand that. Because you're, right, you're not a huge – you were anti the whole Tebow to yes. Jaguars thing, so I completely understand that. Uh, one time I was walking into um, the old Beefo Brady's, and then it changed after that, and then now there's no restaurant in there. But I was walking in there, and there was uh, two – a husband and wife, so two Broncos fans in Tebow jerseys. And they asked when the Broncos game would be coming on the TV, and they asked, you know, to make sure that it would be on one of the TVs near them. And the manager walks over and says to them very loudly, which was fantastic, the Broncos aren't playing today. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. So for anyone, right, who was in that camp, I they would have laughed hysterically like I did. You should have known. 
Right. You don't you always right. know? I mean, which, no, by the way, they probably don't know if with, they're wearing a Tebow Bronco yeah, jersey. Was, they it, probably aren't a fan to begin with. They just follow a player. Exactly. Or they're, And nothing against you, Lauren, but they're probably uh-huh. just gator nuts. And that's it. Or Tebow fanatics, yeah. which it's possible to be a Tebow fanatic and yeah. not even a Gator fan. It, so. That's true. That's right. very true. There's a local establishment here, and I won't mention the name, <laughs> but they have a framed Tebow Bronco jersey. And that I, I probably will never go back to this place <laughs> just for that reason. Because it's why would you have that on? You tell me where it is, and I will not go as well. Okay. Uh, and I Sorry. will support it <laughs> for the both of you, considering... I am a huge Tebow fan. Tim, I got to meet you once here at 1010. You were awesome. And just wanted to say uh, you can come on the show anytime. Um, Which, by the way, I do want to mention just really quickly, the Jaguars preseason uh, was unveiled. So for everybody who wants to make sure they get their preseason tickets, the Steelers are coming to town for for a preseason game for the first time ever. (sighs) Oh, boy. Then we go up to New York, which that would be fun to do a little road trip preseason in New York City for the Giants. Um, And then the Lions come to town. That will be on CBS 8 o'clock, August 28th. Eighth, um, and then we travel to the Redskins for the final game I of the preseason. It was the Dolphins, no, or ma'am. Tampa Steelers, Giants, somehow? Lions, Redskins. That is the twenty fifteen preseason schedule. Oh boy, those Steeler fans. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and so we've talked about a lot of silly stuff, um, but I did want to get to one topic that I, I just have to say, moved me um, to tears earlier last week. Lauren Hill, a an extremely inspirational basketball player, and at the time, cancer survivor until her death last week. She was 19. She took on cancer and was probably the most positive and just enlightened person. She just, you could tell that she did her research on cancer and then wanted to kind of tell everyone else how they could then learn more about her disease and then help with research for future people. And she knew that what she was doing probably wouldn't save her life, but it could potentially save other people's. So she obviously had tremendous courage in her life, in her short life. And if you haven't read any articles about her, I certainly recommend them. Her parents just were even so touched by the way that she dealt with it too. And so it led me to really truly think about how many blessings I have in my life and those people who have truly inspired me with their courage. And so I wanted to see who in your lives those people would be? Uh, for me personally, it kind of touches on on uh, Lauren Hill's struggles. Um, my grandfather passed away last summer, and to see what my grandmother had to go through, you know, with her husband of over thirty years um, in his final days, and and the strength that she showed, not just to him but to the entire family, and since I mean she. She is the most courageous person I know, and, and she she did it with a smile, and she still does it to this day. I mean, we, we have lunch regularly, and, and we talk about him, and we talk about different parts of our lives, and, and just because we both sort of – we both live alone, and obviously she lives alone now, and so she's she's learning these different things that she's never had to do before, and, and it's, a, it's a struggle. And it's, you know, when you live a certain life, you know, for over 30 years with a partner, and, and now to have to learn how to live life – you know, at an older age and, you know, you have to take out the trash now. You have to remember to empty the the garbage disposal and you have to find somebody to cut the grass and little things that your husband usually did for you and to see how she's handled it all without a complaint, um, with a smile on her face. How old is she? 
gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> she's she's in her seventies. Uh, yeah, mid to late seventies. Um, but just to to see her go throughout life and not just to because my grandfather had cancer four times and he he beat wow. it three times. Fourth time he he wasn't um, as strong, but you could you could see it wearing on her for a long time. And but to, I mean she was right there by his side. I mean you. you you think about, you know, stories like The Notebook and other, you know, situations where, you know, couples pass together and, you know, you, you want some, if you're going through something like that, you want somebody there, you know, by your side when you're in your last days. And, and that, to me, was the definition of love. And to, to see the way she handled it with such grace, I, I, she is definitely the most courageous person I know. I love it. Donna? My, you brought this topic up um, during break, and I said, well, mine's easy because that's my husband, you know, for... I never thought that um, I would find a perfect man as close to my dad, you know, because I thought my dad walked on water. Or, mm-hmm. You know, usually every girl does. And um, my dad was in Vietnam and went through everything and brought us down here and raised us here. And um, then I found TJ, and, you know, he's been in the Navy for 18 years serving, and he just does it with such ease and doesn't think twice, you know. And he's making a life. It's more important for him to make a life for us as a family than he thinks about protecting the country, which is what he he does. That's how I look at it. But he's like, I'm just, you know, making a living for you guys. So it's awesome. That is awesome. That is really awesome. And he's such a sweetheart of a guy. I hope I get to meet your grandmother, too. Just because I love people. Oh, she would love it. She's she's a pistol, but I would love it. I'll I'll do lunch with you ladies sometime. (laughs) Um. I have I could name so many, and I know y'all could too. Um, and speaking to your grandmother's story, I have to at least mention my grandfather. He's ninety three. Uh, my grandmother passed away three, well, four years ago now, and so he's lived on his own and had to do all that. But now in his nineties, and oh, so oh, it is right. Great. And he cooks dinner for us every week. I Aww. do what? nothing other than on Wednesday evenings, other than go to his house and love, love, love spending family time. Um, but another family member of mine that I wanted to mention who is fighting the good fight of cancer is my aunt and my cousin, my close cousin's mother, um, my aunt Diana. She has had ovarian cancer and it keeps coming back. And you, if you met her, would have no idea other than she every once in a while has to, you know, have some doctor's appointments and some chemo, but that's really not the defining thing in her life. She is such a strong, happy person that it, you it truly inspires me every single day to attack problems differently. I'm just so impressed by the way that she takes care of her whole family. They have, we kind of joke around, they have four dogs living there, five dogs now living there. They have her husband's mom, her son, my cousin, her uh, husband now, I was going to say fiance, and of course her husband. So, right, it's this just constantly revolving door of people and dogs. We joke that it's called pet paradise, but... She she handles all of that, and she's so much fun to be around, and she is so supportive of every single person in her life, and yet she's dealing with this this horrible illness at the same time. So, um, love you, Diana. If you're uh, if you're able to listen right now, if not, then I'm going to force you to listen to this uh, on the <laughs> podcast, as I'm sure these ladies will force their people as well. So that is our little serious topic of the week. And uh, we will check in with Fat Tony in just a few minutes. Thanks so much for tuning in to 1010XL 92.5 FM.